Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is episode 47 of In the Movies. This week, we are recapping our year in movies. How do you separate just a movie from everything you know about the movie? Just because a movie has the trope in it doesn't mean you can't love the film. Female characters that we do get, every single one of them is important and has character. That is LGBT representation, like, in a nutshell. We've reached the end of film technology. It's 2019! Yay, it is. (laughs) It's a new year. Yeah. Uh, Which means we can talk about the old old year. year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How was your Christmas time, Christmas break? Uh, Christmas time was good. Uh, I was, I mean, I didn't get a lot of time off work. I never mm-hmm. do. Actual Christmas was good, but busy. Now that I'm in a two family situation, as I like to say, <laughs> um, with my family and my boyfriend's family and all that stuff, but it, it went well. And then like the 27th of December, I started getting a sinus infection that got incredibly bad and resulted in like you know medical intervention and it was up my eyeballs and it was disgusting your welcome world (laughs) um so that was the rest of like kind of the holiday season for me how was your christmas uh christmas was okay and then i had a nice break from work yeah watched a lot of movies yay We'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, tried to catch up on a lot of 2018 stuff that I wanted to watch. And also just whatever I wanted to watch. It was pretty good. I think I did about like 20 in that week and a half. Wow. That's good, though. I like... didn't actually count. But like, yeah. So some of them are technically in 2019, but I am count- I counted them in my 2018 watching. Because it was <laughs> that... I'm not going to divide it up by day. No. It was... Yeah, it was the end of the year, so whatever. Fair enough. You don't need to know that. <laughs> but yeah, I, well, I just recently watched a lot of these movies that we're going to talk about, basically. Yeah, now I'm back at work, which yeah. I was very happy to get back to people. That's <laughs> fair. Alone yeah. for When you like have like weeks. a break that long, you're like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, and some reason we didn't couldn't get together. Yeah. Oh, I was dying, so yeah. now I'm here. Yeah. We're back together, yeah. talking about movies. Friends. Forever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what happened in 2018 in movies? To be honest, it sucked. Nothing, Once again. Nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing new is the answer. Still not enough women or people of minorities, etc., it's almost more frustrating because it's something that at least gets talked about now mm-hmm. and is kind of taking f- almost like front stage when we, you know, like you, you're having discussions about it, but mm-hmm. like the actual numbers aren't changing. No. Which is why I think it's good. Like, um, I think it was Regina King, Frig, I hope I'm right now, that at the Golden Globe said like she was only like she's gonna make sure any production she's involved in are at least 50 50 Mm -hmm. gender split and stuff like that yeah like women are talking about it and saying stuff like that but the industry is still not 
changing. But at least it's like some because the only way you got to pledge stuff like that in order mm-hmm. to like. Sometimes you need to work harder to find a woman, maybe because she's not getting the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. But they're out there, and mm-hmm. they want a job. Give women jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. They like act like they like studios will act like they searched and just found the best director and happens to be a man it's like no Mm -hmm. because women aren't giving the same opportunity so they're not on your radar the same as all the men are so you can't really say it it's not really fair right anyway (laughs) i will link to a couple of good reports that everyone should be looking at which is the um celluloid ceiling yeah which they do like every year for the top films. And then there's also this thing called Inclusion in the Director's Chair. Gender, race, and age of directors across 1,200 top films of 2007 to 2018. Which is mostly depressing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's we were... tiny numbers next to huge numbers. Yeah. it's <laughs> um... Or tiny graphs, tiny lines and graphs next to big lines and graphs. But it's also infographics and who doesn't love those? Yeah. So we're not going to go over that too much because you can kind of see that yourself. And there's nothing shocking about the numbers this year. So, But I would look into those if you're interested. Yeah. In fact, we saw a decrease in a little this bit, year yeah. in some of the numbers, which is like a little, you know, a little discouraging. But we, yeah, we're talking about it, but let's like do action. Do something about it's it. Action plans. Well, a lot of these reports that they was talking about are about the top films. Yeah. Which I feel like I want more stats about just like films that are getting made in general. Right. Because even independent films need to, you know, find financing and distributors and studios and stuff. They're just, you know. Well, you know how we feel about like blockbuster, you know, big films. Like who fucking cares? Money. Whatever. (laughs) Here's um, some things about women directors in 2018. A little list that I found. French director Agnes Varda was nominated for an Oscar for Best Feature Documentary. So she is now the oldest person ever to be nominated for a competitive Oscar at the age of 89. That's amazing. Yes. Yay. Yay. She's a filmmaker that, like, I see a lot about. And, like, everyone knows her work and is, like, influenced by her work and stuff. But, like, she's, like, never won an Oscar or, like, any sort of award. But she's gotten some, like, a Lifetime Achievement Award. But, like... Yeah. They've never actually given her a fucking award. They give you, an like, a Lifetime Achievement Award to be like, hey, sorry, we're such dicks and I've never given you your proper due. So here's it. That's that's what I always feel like. Mm -hmm. But good for her. Yeah. She's still making films. Good job, Agnes. Uh, American director Greta Gerwig became the fifth woman nominated for an Oscar for Best Director. That was for Lady Bird, obviously. Yeah. Well, not me. Only the fifth woman. Only the fifth woman. It was like our words in it like the 82nd off like it was some yeah i don't know what the actual number is like but my point is yeah yeah only two women have ever won yeah right uh is it two one. i thought or it was is it just one. catherine bigelow i thought it was just catherine bigelow okay I'm pretty sure yeah yeah i think i'm thinking of i was thinking of sofia coppola but that was can she won a can a couple years ago yeah i don't think she Anyway, can sucks too because um, in eighty two no in seventy one years of the Cannes Film Festival, only eighty two female directed films 
have been in competition. It's ridiculous. So about 82 female film professionals took part in a demonstration on the red carpet to draw attention to the lack of women directors. That's insane. Like I know. How many films a year are in competition? Right. Uh, a a fair amount, I would assume. I will fact check that. But like, <laughs> that's uh, still seventy-one years, eighty-two. Yeah, that's yeah. I know there's a lot because not everything is in competition. I don't want to. Right, say and you're any probably numbers, getting um, you're probably getting years with no women, obviously. For sure. And then they'll be like, "Look, what a great year! We had three women in mm, this good year. For it's like three out of a hundred. Uh, yes, yeah." yeah. Pretty bad. Um, we both got to see Rafiki. Yeah. Which um, the director, Wanuri Kayu, sorry, I probably said that wrong. Um, she successfully sued Kenya to temporarily overturn the ban to allow the film to screen for the week, making it eligible for an Oscar. It was banned because homosexuality is illegal in Kenya, and it's a film about two girls, women, who fall in love. Yeah. The positive representations of homosexuality is banned. Kenya So fuck like you, that. Kenya. Yeah. Also, That's Rafiki much... was good, but um, I don't know if it would even... I don't know if it's going to get nominated or win, you know? Yeah. I mean, I never agree with the Oscars, but, like, I enjoyed it, but I'm not like, damn, get that to the Oscars. No. I eh. didn't feel like that about anything, though, so... Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for her. Yes. For the film, for lesbians everywhere, but, like, it was okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fact check about can. Mm-hmm. Uh, thousands of films are submitted. This we know. Obviously. Uh, the selection committee watches each one. In the end, about 50 feature films and 30 short films are included in the official selection. In selection or in competition? That's selection. I feel like there's more than that. Like, that might just be competition. And then they... Because sh- they show a lot at can. Yeah. Like, we were talking about, the, like, the Netflix ban and stuff. It was just banned from competition. But they still show films that are out of competition. It That's a... Whatever. I mean, that gives you an idea. Even if... Say it was only 50 times 75 and only 82 yeah. are women. 71. Oh. Yeah. It don't matter. <laughs> the still, point yeah. is, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all that's interesting to me. Well, yeah. Ava DuVernay directed Wrinkle an over $100 million film, being breaking the record for the highest grossing film directed by an African-American woman. So, yay. Yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently the Wachowski sisters have shut down their production offices and are retiring. I did hear about that. And they had the show on Netflix. Sensei? Uh, Sensei. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it got canceled, but then it came back and they yeah. did, like, a last episode so that they yeah. were able to, like, close it out. And then so I, apparently that was, like, their last, like... Which is fine. Thing. Do what you want with your life. Yeah. Um, I just hope they're happy. Yeah, I mean, they're fucking rich, right? They are fucking (laughs) rich. They're like millionaires. Yeah, like so... Living off that Matrix money. (laughs) Yeah, go for it, girls. We are having trouble with GarageBand if there are any weird gaps. It keeps uh, stopping and we have to start recording again, so... We're doing our best (sighs) technology. Yeah, we have... I don't think we've said on this podcast how we have two mics now. Yeah, we're moving up in the world. Couldn't you tell the last couple of podcasts we sounded so good? 
so good. And then one of them, we, I got a second one, and then the old one died <laughs> immediately Finally. after you yeah. got. And then the so now one. we have another. We have two brand new mics. Yeah, my one is black and shiny. One is white and shiny. They're both shiny though. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, that's our mic update. <laughs> Technical <laughs> difficulties. Let's get into what we saw in 2018 and what we thought and that fun stuff. So let's do our top three or so, maybe, of 2018, of what we saw. We didn't see everything. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Oh, my God. So um, I have a little friend named David the Intern because he was an intern at my work, and he's like, the craziest film kid ever he's he's crazy very dedicated he goes to see a movie literally every single day of his life so to have the free time of a 16 year old is what i said to him (laughs) um he put his like top 40 of 2018 video up and like on his instagram or something he put how many films he watched do you want to guess how many films this kid watched in 2018 600 over 400 wow really i was 460 (laughs) That is insane. Um, mm-hmm. Even as a 16-year-old, I don't know. He go and he sees, like, everything that comes out. He just yeah. goes to see everything. He goes to the cinema, I'm sure, a lot. He goes to every he festival. He goes out to a movie, like, every single day. That's it's crazy. Like, it's, like, several you know, movies a day. He knows what he loves. And he goes to, like, all the local festivals, like, yeah. Montreal and Toronto. So, like, bless you, David. Good for you. Yeah, no kidding. It's <laughs> amazing. We'll uh, get to how many we saw. Less, <laughs> not, than, not. less than that, I'll tell yeah. you. Okay, do you have... Uh, let's go back and forth. Do you have a top movie that you saw? It was made, came out in 2018, you saw in 2018. First of all. She has some issues. Normally, there's, like, a few films that, like, I loved. Like, mm-hmm. Stole My Heart, Took My Breath Away, Changed My Worldview, <laughs> Loved. And I did not have a lot of that this year. There's some movies that I was like, that was really good. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I really, it was a down year in movies for me. Maybe you can tell me, dear listeners, if there was like stuff that I just obviously wasn't watching the right movies. But there was, I just didn't have like that moment very much this year. However, with that being said, some of my favorites, this is going to be kind of, like almost not whatever black panther i know it was also one of the most popular movies but it was a damn mm-hmm. fucking good movie yeah i loved it That's, yeah one of the few good movies that came out this year i yeah i <laughs> love like it. the major blockbusters i love the women in it mm-hmm. i love that they were kick-ass mm-hmm. and it was super fun and um MCU is like, I get it, it's a big thing, and even we talk about how, like, over over some of the uh, superhero movies we are, like, yeah. did we really need Ant-Man and the Wasp? Was that necessary? Yeah. I didn't watch that one, but I did watch Infinity War. Right. And it's like, it's, okay. You know, it's a Marvel movie. Infinity War, and I'm going to see Endgame. Like, let's be yeah. honest, I'm going to see it, but... Can the Endgame be the end? Maybe? Yeah, like, I think... <laughs> You know, yeah, like, good job. You did this big multimedia cross platform Mm -hmm. world and you did it and you succeeded and you Mm -hmm. created it. But, like, can we be done now? 
Anyway, but Black Panther, with the exception, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, one of my top three is A Simple Favor. Yeah. I loved it so much. I waited. I wanted to see it, like, as soon as it came out, but I watched it on my break at the end of the year, and, or maybe before that. Anyway, it's so good. I love it so much. Like, I'd seen the trailer for it, where it's all, like, mysterious, and you're like, who's this mysterious, sexy woman? And, like, her character's not really like that at all. Like, she sort of enters... In that, like, slow motion walking, like, ooh. But then she's just, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but she's very, she's just, like, what the fuck? And, like, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. And it was even more than I was expecting. And I was had pretty high hopes for it, so. That's always nice. Yeah. It didn't disappoint <laughs> at all. Was, yeah. And also, obviously, like, her suits that she wears. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. That was one of my top three, or one of the, I think probably only three that I would have considered in the top three. To be honest, fair enough. I know we both ha- we both struggled. Yeah. Uh, another one of my favorites was A Quiet Place, John Krasinski's mm-hmm. directorial debut. Is just um, I will admit, like it's, I know it's like it's a horror movie, so it's weird for me to be. That's mm-hmm. two years in a row though, because I really like Get Out last mm-hmm. year, and I mentioned it. Um, but what he did with the creation of this world and sound being so important and the silence in the film and having that be such an important character really lets the film breathe in a different way. I will say though, I saw it in theaters with a friend (sighs) (laughs) and there was a man checking his phone in the seat, like in the row in front of me, like the whole fucking movie to the point where we were in like their nice recliner chairs mm-hmm. and like my friend Lynn looked over at me and I started like unreclining my chair because I was gonna like fucking throw down with this person I was not happy and it's a film that like is so atmospheric you kind of just want to be in it mm-hmm. and um he was not allowing me to be in it let's just say that boggles my mind when people like pull out their phone during a movie i'm like you paid for this i know it made me or at so least crusty. used your points then think like Ugh. and you're like you don't even care but you also like don't care about anyone else in the theater right now like fuck you it was annoying but with that being said yes i i thought the film was um interesting and good and i was i was in it i was into good. it cool as I much as i've seen that as much as i was into any <laughs> movie this year yeah all right um i put the tail in my top three because i thought it was we talked about this Mm -hmm. on the podcast um it's very good although it is very difficult subject matter but as i said on that podcast it's like the storytelling of it the way we go through memories and other people's memories and your memories and uncovering things and how everything comes together and the way that they filmed it and I just I really loved it even though it was like uncomfortable yes. to watch in a small theater full of people next to my friend who like never watches movies apparently because I asked her about movies the other day and she's like I don't think I've seen a movie since you took me to that horrifying <laughs> movie where a girl gets raped oh I was like what you don't watch that was in May <laughs> she, and then I watched that's crazy to me yeah and then I watched um because we were hanging out the other night and I had to watch this movie for work a screener 
I just feel cool saying that. Um, <laughs> and so she watched this documentary with me about girls in Finland who are into hobby horsing, which is apparently a thing. She's like, this is like the second movie she's watched like all year. <laughs> Those are the two movies and these she are the saw. two movies I'm making her see. Like, wow. you're welcome. I'm oh. making you see some great movies. It was a good documentary, by the way. It's called Hobby Horse Revolution. It's going to be at the Baltic Nordic Film Festival. Anyway, the tale is really good. I yeah, it's weird it's, film to say like you liked it because yeah the subject matter is it made an impression like I for scrolled sure. through my list of movies beside the number twenty eighteen you know that were from that year and like it stood out to me as like oh I still remember and like mm-hmm. think about that movie it made an impression so yeah I uh, yeah again yeah I enjoyed it that's a weird thing but mm-hmm. yeah I it made me feel things yep that's what movies are supposed to do so. Good job. Do you have a third? Not really. Okay. I mean, the tail, sure, made an impression. I have, and like Rafiki, we were talking about, like, I'm glad we saw it, and mm-hmm. it was really good, and there's things I really loved about it. So I guess that, can, I don't know, sure. I like. I guess I liked it as much as... Well, what about my next one? <laughs> Set it up. Oh, I did like Set it up. I loved it. It's so much fun. <laughs> Definitely, like, best rom-com I've seen in a long time. I feel like... Yes. There's for sure. been no, like, rom-coms for a long time. And it was funny, and it was fun. I definitely will watch it again. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I like that that's in your top three. I really yeah. enjoyed that film. Like, we both that's... talked about, we were like, oh, we wanted, like, a fun yeah. rom-com for the podcast, obviously. Mm. And uh, and we were both like, this is so fun to watch. It so. was just so enjoyable. Yeah. And like I said, I just was, looked through my list of movies, and, like, really only, like, these three really stood out right away. That I just like, I really enjoyed or made an impression or I want to see it again or it made me feel something. Feel things. Yeah. yeah. The only other one I almost considered in the top three that I like just watched was I finally watched Annihilation. I haven't seen it yet. It's I know really it's on, beautiful. It's, it's really on cool. Netflix. I just haven't yeah. gotten that far. It's like beautiful sci-fi and like really interesting yeah. kind of sci-fi. Like it's Alex Garland who did Ex Machina. Yes, I didn't. So, yeah. If you like that, you'll probably like yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, those are my only really top. Yeah. But okay. yeah, I, I mean, they're good movies. I'm mm. sure that there's lots of movies. Like, there's lots of movies. It's not like I hated everything I watched this year. I just didn't feel like there was as many movies that really made an impression on me this year that mm-hmm. there would normally be. Yeah. Like, I felt like instead I was looking at things like, oh, A Quiet Place, I enjoyed that, and I can, like, appreciate the film. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's not, It wasn't just like, I watched this, I was speechless, I loved it, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any top that you watched this year but weren't of I have, this year? I have one. Okay. We went to a CFI screening for the movie Werewolf. Yes. And talk about a film that leaves you yeah, with an impression. Um, again, a movie that I feel weird saying, like, I liked it. Cause it also made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, there's a, and her filmmaking, it's a lot of close-up mm-hmm. shots. And uh, her filmmaking almost makes you feel uncomfortable, but it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's about two addicts, and they're uh, trying to get clean on their journey mm-hmm. and um it, it's it's both a movie where nothing happens and a lot happens and mm-hmm. um yeah it's not a film that i'd say like i'm de- sitting here dying to watch again it's because it's it's rather heavy mm-hmm. 
but it is a film that left me with an impression, so I guess that makes my top of not 2018. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. When we did the Q&A after it, I was like, I don't have a question. I just sort of wanted to put on my hand and say, your film made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But, like, I think that was the point. So, like, like, good job. I felt like I was with these people, and I would be very uncomfortable if I was this close to these people. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I have a top three okay. for not 2018. Hit me. Again, some... Okay, first of all, Get Out. I finally watched Get Out. Yeah, I was excited. It was great. I was, was so amazing. happy. You were like, I finally saw it. And I was like, yay. Finally. It's as good as everyone said. I'm glad I somehow didn't get, like, spoilers too much. Yeah. Whatever. It was great. I'm glad you liked it. Um, another one I liked was called Weep Away For Now. That sounds sad. Just from... <laughs> Weep Away is like the street they live on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a weird title. Um, so it's, um, if you know Allie and AJ, they're like pop yep, stars. I do. Kind of. Okay. Yep. So they're all little actresses. Yes. So it's. They did that cheerleading yeah. show. Well, one of, one them, of them did. did. Yeah. yeah. Well, though, and she was also in iZombie. Was yeah. Her roommate. Okay. So it's, yeah, Allie or Allison Milchaka and AJ Milchaka. And they play sort of themselves, like two sisters who are getting ready to go on tour again after not having done music for a long time, which is what these girls have done. They just released an album after, like, 10 years. Um, So it has this, like, very, like, indie character-based feel, and it feels very real and very natural. All the acting is very, like, natural in that way. It takes place just, like, in one day. They're getting ready for, like, a goodbye party they're having. Friends come over. They have, like, you know, sister fights, family drama, and it was just very compelling and just, I enjoy those types of movies where it's just like, one thing is happening. Yep. We're really focused on these characters, and you feel like you're really getting to know them, and they're very real, and the acting just feels very, I mean, possibly because they're kind of playing themselves. I just really liked it. It's just my jam. Cool. And I've been meaning to watch it for a while. It's from 2015, I think. And it's oddly, it's narrated by their dead sister. Um, okay. that's sort of how it's set up and she speaks about them like these are my sisters and blah 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 and so that's also like part of the storyline they have this like underlying trauma of their sister died in like a car crash um, like on a corner like up in the LA hills like near where they live still um, yeah anyway if you like that kind of movie I enjoyed it another one I wrote which I don't know was really top but again it stood out with the bad batch yeah, you watched that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I. It's only because I came. I went to my boyfriend's place one night, and his brother was watching it, and that it was mm-hmm. like, oh, Tish has seen this. Yeah, yeah. It's again. It's just something that stood out to me because it was different, and it is very different. Odd, and I wasn't quite sure <laughs> what it was going to be, and then yeah, it was different than what I thought it would be, but it was still very interesting, and it's about very flawed people and they don't necessarily like have some sort of redemption at the end they're still fucking assholes and fucking <laughs> psychos and I like that but they come to some sort of like sort of an understanding and yeah it's about sort of like rebellion and figuring your shit out and every man for themselves but also i don't know interesting i have a least favorite movie of not 2018 okay, that we watched. watched what something wicked this week oh my god <laughs> that was so bad um 
Yeah, so we, bad I never... we didn't even release the podcast. You know what? I'll put it out next year before Halloween. <laughs> oh, Guys, God. we did record a drunk Disney for Halloween this year. We tried, man. We tried. We didn't get very drunk, and the movie was like not bad enough in an interesting way. It was boring bad, it wasn't not fun like to... hilarious Yeah, it wasn't bad. fun. Um, yeah, we struggled. But we had the episode, and then I somehow, possibly, because it was boring and I didn't care about it, or I was busy, forgot to get it out before Halloween. And then um, we're like, and then since it was anything? after Halloween, I was like, this isn't good enough to be like, oh, but wait, yeah. we still have a Halloween episode. No. Like, so Mm-mm. I'll put it out next year and just be like, here you go, guys. Here's <laughs> kind of okay, drunk Disney. Um, yeah. That was a there you of, go. One of the few movies I did not like. Did I not like it to watch this year. Did not like it. Same way. Oh. Is there anything from 2018 that you still want to see that you didn't get to see this year? Yes, what? a simple favor. Mm-hmm. Um, we, cause we had talked about it, uh, if anyone follows the podcast, you know that sometimes Tish and I go on CBC radio so and you, the one that you were doing was the predator and you were like, I so was hoping it was going to be a simple favor. Cause it's, you know what he offered? He's like, we could, cause he asked if that was okay. Yeah. Cause Vlad wanted to do it. And I was like, well, if you never ask, the answer's always no kind of thing. So I said, well, I mean, I'd rather do a simple favor. Right. But I also didn't want to like push it too hard so he's like we could do both sometimes we just do two and try to join them together in some theme it could just be Vlad wanted to see this you wanted to see this but I was like no let's do the Predator I honestly didn't have time to watch two movies that week it was right before the animation festival it was not great timing for you for sure (laughs) so yeah I was like yeah we'll watch a bad movie I'll hate it and like that was fun to talk about too but I never got out to see a simple right, favor then we were until talking about the end of the year. The fact that, like, because you didn't see it, and I, we were gonna, because well, I did we a review the plans. next year yeah. and or the next, next year, week. the next week, and that's not what we did either. So we were like, we should go see it in theaters, and then we just shocking never got. Busy, then the animation festival, work, yeah. and yeah, you know, busy. shit happens. But okay. yeah, so I still haven't seen it, so it's on my list. And the only other one I really want to see is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse because everyone apparently in my entire fucking life has seen it. And apparently it's great. I, 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 I don't know. Good I, things, but I'm I don't not understand. Really, I don't so know. I'm interested. It's mm. certainly piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one I can think of uh, that I haven't seen that I wanted to is The Favorite. Yeah. Gotta see that. Olivia Coleman. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I have an award to give out. Okay. Let's hear it. Most blatantly unnecessary use of female nudity goes to The Predator didn't see predator don't see it um <laughs> i had to see it to review it on the radio okay so olivia munn that's yes. her name right okay is like the only woman in the movie Shocking. and within her first like five ten minutes on screen like a scene where she's brought in as a scientist specialist to go see the alien whatever she gets naked twice for science but like because they have to get naked sure. to be decontaminated to get into this lab that's interesting. So you don't see her totally naked, but Did you see that she naked? is naked. She and the man she enters with both are in sort of, okay. you don't see them naked, but you see they're in these naked in these decontamination chambers. And then the alien wakes up and she is trying to get out and she has to get naked to get through the decontamination to get out. And the alien like sees her at some point. She's like huddled naked and it's like a plot point that he looks at her, but doesn't attack her she brings it up later like remember i was naked once and it didn't attack me because it saw i didn't have weapon. whatever she's naked twice in like five minutes and it's just not necessary seems yeah a little um i don't really have any awards 
I would like to give gayest not gay movie to Ocean's 8. Yeah, I actually quite... <laughs> I, Ocean's 8 was fun. That was, yeah, that was another good one. Not like... Not top yeah. three, but I really just enjoyed a good, fun heist movie. And it's like super gay without being gay somehow. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I have... Um, I mean, mine aren't as funly named as yours, but <laughs> least favorite foreign film I saw this year. Mm-hmm. Patricia, yeah, whatever my name is. Turn of the Dream, yeah. Because um, normally when we go to CFI screenings, I just count it as a good movie because they're almost always good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually didn't like one for once. No, and I, I told Tom who curates that. In, with in collaboration with embassies but i was like that was not good that was like i really it was very strange it's very like self-indulgent for this very pathetic male character and i was like anyway let's yeah. not dwell on bad no. movies <laughs> you know what you were talking about best rom-com though and talking mm-hmm. about cfi reminded me because we saw a place in the Caribbean. That was lovely, and it was also, yeah, it was a really good, yeah, multiple storyline. Yeah, it wasn't. I wouldn't call it like strictly a rom com, but in no, terms of like the love dramatic. story, yeah, it was I beautiful. We actually saw. Ooh, <coughs> you can go. I have another one. I just thought of another one. Um, I mean, this is obvious, but I'd say best suits goes to a simple <laughs> favor. Yeah, closely behind is Ocean Eight, but. Yeah. Simple favor. She had some great suits. (laughs) That's a fashion spread. Like, Kate Blanchett and Blake Lively in their suits. Women in suits is very big in 2018. It was. Yes. Um, Best scenery, Eternal Summer, because that film was so beautiful in terms of, like, I mean, A, it kind of looked a little, like, a fair amount like Canada. Mm -hmm. But I guess, like, if they were in southern Sweden... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, man. It was a while ago that we Sweden's saw it. Sweden's long. Right, it's long. Uh, north to south. And it has the same, yeah, kind of climate as Canada. Um, but it was, like, beautiful, the trees, and the and it's so much of the shooting is, is mm-hmm. like, outdoors. It's like a road movie, so right. you're just seeing, like... And you don't yeah. just get to, like, see... And when you think Sweden, and when you think Sweden in movies, it's, like, the snow and, like... You know, like, like the girl with the butterfly tattoo. Yeah, the and like in the city, <laughs> dragon tattoo. You think of like in the city, and like you mm-hmm. think of like um, the architecture of Sweden and stuff. You mm-hmm. think of more stuff like that, and this was just like Swedish countryside, and it was ugh, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really That's beautiful. A good one. Um, I want to give. <laughs> oh, let's Sorry. do okay. <laughs> We could give several awards to this movie. Yeah. Which one do we want to go with? Uh, can we put them all together? <laughs> most disappointing <laughs> sequel with the worst hair frizz <laughs> and the most dead-eyed prince. Yeah. That's good. That's the award. <laughs> Goes to... A Christmas Prince. A Christmas Prince. To the Royal, the royal wedding. wedding. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, we really like these cheesy, like, sort of Lifetime Hallmark, now Netflix type of 
sappy romantic Christmas movies. Yes. Like, they're bad, but we love amazing. them. Yeah. Christmas Friends was decent. It was, yeah. And, like, we, like, we, it was, made we fun of it a like, bit, but we watched it and enjoyed it. Yeah, we so had we're like, fun the sequel, they're going to step it up because the first one was so popular. They're going to have a bigger budget. They're going to be great. They stepped it down. Oh, it was, like, so bad. It was so bad. Her was... hair was constantly, like, needed a brush right, just right at the front. It was very... Yeah, shit frustrating a lot of flyaways that prince guy he's terrible dead, well okay dead in the face. to be fair we didn't like him in the first movie as we say not handsome enough to be a lead in this type of movie yeah and yeah it's just very disappointing yeah and we like we, it Isn't was like, like a cheap we, looking and weird remember they put on this fancy like necklace that was supposed to be like an heirloom and mm-hmm. we're like mm, you got that from claire's yeah it was so tacky it was bad and, and like dad was suddenly like this new york he was such a dick in the first movie he's like oh i own a restaurant but like i care about my daughter and like her hopes and dreams and i like give her dad advice but not like not like weird creepy and now he's like hey i'm in new york and i got an accent and poo-poo, oh, and i'm like so... just here for comedy and i'm like embarrassing mm-hmm. and what Ugh. is happening it is it so what bad. is get your shit together netflix okay. unacceptable um speaking of netflix do you want to briefly go over some tv favorites yeah we can do that quick okay. i don't watch a ton of tv I wrote down, i'll only mention i'll try to restrain myself to just a couple <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I what I watched in TV. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna give a little shout out to the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell, which is a little series. If you don't know her, she makes these like creepy, elaborate cakes and confectionery structure. Like she makes like huge gingerbread houses. Whatever, look her up. This show is on Netflix. It's like six episodes, but it's her showing you how to make stuff. Not like mm-hmm. too specifically. It's more just sort of a general look at this amazing thing I made. Here's a few tips. And she's all like very like vintage and like pretty and whatever. And she has, it's made with Jim Henson creatures. Yes. So she's talking to this like roadkill raccoon <laughs> and it's like creepy stuff. And like the raccoon rose is like so hilarious. So it's just like super fun and a bit, if you would like the Adams family kind of vibe where like everyone's like happy, but it's like creepy house. That's what it's like. It, yeah. It's a quick watch. I watched it all in one day and it was just delightful. Um, The Good Place is my favorite show on network television. That's all I have to say. It's excellent. Okay. I, I mean, it's just excellent. I a few episodes, but I didn't get into it. Oh, it, it took me a little while to get into it, but oh my God, I'm so, so fucking into it now. And it's funny, and it's heartwarming, and I love it. And I also love Kristen Bell. I've decided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Fair. that's not... I can say that. I've loved her since I watched Veronica Mars when it yeah. was on TV, <laughs> and I will love her probably forever, but... <laughs> She's lovely. She seems... I just... She just seems like a fairly down... I mean, that's... I have no idea. It could be all, like, image that she puts mm-hmm. on. But she seems like she could be my best friend. Yeah. Sorry, Tish. <laughs> <laughs> I will step down. I hate to break it to you like this on the podcast. Is it like if people have like this celebrity sex list? If you ever get the chance to be best friends with a celebrity, you can. Yeah. Thank you. I won't be jealous. Okay. Um, One show that I discovered this year and absolutely am obsessed with now is Schitt's Creek. It is good. It's so good. And... It took me a while to get into it and like get into these weird characters. But now I'm like, I love you all. 
especially David. <laughs> He's so weird, but I'm like weirdly relate to him being like so particular and weird about his stuff <laughs> and like so like hard to like connect with people. So like watching him and Patrick is just the most beautiful thing. <laughs> oh. Couple goals like they're so cute and perfect, and I love them. And uh, the next season, like, just started, so I don't. I'll probably wait till it's all done and, and then, then just watch binge it. it. Yeah. yeah. But there's a Christmas episode I haven't seen yet. Maybe. Um, oh. I do love Schitt's Creek, and I feel like because it's, um, Canadian and that sort of thing, it like mm-hmm. doesn't. It's like, it's like a show that was out for two years before it even almost started getting like the yeah. recognition in the press, like, and like. Talk about, like, such um, an underappreciated role of Catherine O'Hara's, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, Hollywood, where are you? <laughs> and, yeah, it's a it's good show. Everyone's so great. It's And the characters watching them grow and change. It's just been, like, so... It's so funny and so ridiculous and fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, we're watching Garage Band explode. Um, yeah, and... It's fucking great. We won't talk about TV too much. No. Okay. The other one I want to mention is Anne. AKA oh, yeah. You Anne did really e. like Anne. Love it so much. She's such a great character. She has so much heart. So, ah, and there's like queer characters in there that are like, don't just die and have tragic lives. They like are celebrated and it's so nice. And it's, yeah. Anne is P-E-I. P-E-I. It's so people. beautiful. And like, it's just, I cry through every episode because it's heartwarming and beautiful and happy or it's tragic and still amazing. And yeah. Yeah. Watch it. My only other one Canadian was... TV is my favorite this year, apparently. <laughs> uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Because I started watching Amazon Prime, I actually... Like, I've had it for two years, and I've just <laughs> never, like, yeah, started. I finally started. I guess, good job, mm-hmm. advertisements. Yeah. I didn't start until this year. Um, I was like, oh my and, God. And, uh, I mean, I love Gilmore Girls, and it's the Paladinos, mm-hmm. and it's very much a Paladino show in mm-hmm. terms of, like, their writing. Mm-hmm. And it was enjoyable. Yes. Yeah, and easy to get through, like an easy, quick, like entertaining. Oh yeah, bam, bam, bam. It's one that definitely you don't have to watch a few to get into it. No, like you're into it like five minutes in, you're like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. well, definitely by the end of the first episode, I was yeah. when she like does her first sort of stand up, stand up, and you're like, oh shit, this is good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's get into statistics. Tish, Tish's favorite. Yeah, let's get nerdy. Okay. <laughs> So I keep meticulous, ridiculous, like, columns of stats and things to keep track of in all my movies. Juliana, not I don't. so much. I take a She's list. insane. I have a list. Yeah. And, like, you know, some... So we at least both have... How many movies did you watch this year? So it was a bad year, guys. Uh, first, I'd like to say that my goal was 150 movies, and I didn't reach it. I only saw 103. That's not too bad. It's I less had, than last year. I had 117, which is also less than my last year. Last year was 139. So. Oh, God. Look at us. Failing. <laughs> I mean, we're busy women. Whatever. We have jobs and so stuff. So that's what we were at. Did you, you keep track of how many were new first to me. watches new yes. to you? So. Uh, this goal was to have 70%. And I'd like to say last year when we did our wrap up of 2017, I had hit my new goal and I kept the new goal the same. It was 70% both times, but Mm. I didn't reach it this year. Only 62% 
I was at 61%. So we're, yeah, <laughs> yay, we're close on that, I also I had the goal of 70% new to me. Didn't hit it, but that'll be a goal again, because I think that's a good yeah. ratio. Honestly, though, December fucked me up with that, because I start, I oh, watch Christmas, Christmas movies, yeah. and they do count as movies that I watch, and but so many of them I've seen before, mm-hmm. there's not, like, and I think I was on par to hit the set, like, 70 or be much closer to it, and then mm-hmm. Christmas happened, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I had Christmas, of course, some like Halloween, October stuff that I always watch. We watched, um, or I watched a lot of Audrey Hepburn because we Mm -hmm. did that podcast. Yeah. Also, during my break, I just, I needed a day of like colorful, nice kids movies. So I watched all the Tinkerbell movies, which I have Mm -hmm. seen before. (laughs) So that was like seven or eight movies (laughs) that I've already seen before. But you know what it was? I needed a Tinkerbell movie day. So, yeah, only 61%, but still, I'm, I'm still confident about half. doing 70% next year. Yeah, me too. I'm going to make like a more pointed effort. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else do you keep track of that we can both do? Uh, cinema. Okay. I feel like I beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. So, um, this is not including any screenings. This is like Cineplex. Just going. Major theater. Yes. It okay. does include the two movies I had to go see to do 15. Wow. I know. I was really. <laughs> that's high. I had. Okay. So you didn't keep track of like how many other types of screenings? Eight. Okay. So in total, I guess 23 if you want to include okay. that. And then the rest were like home viewing. Yeah. Okay. So I divided mine up like this. I did at home or cinema. Mm -hmm. So 89% of mine was at home viewing. Okay. (laughs) So 11% I left the house for. Um, So of my at home or sort of within at home, 24% of what I watched this year was Netflix. So that means a lot of downloaded stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The cinema... 8% 8% of what I watched was a film festival or a screening. So that's 13 movies that I watched out of the house. <laughs> Nine of them were like a special screening or something. So only four of them were in like a Cineplex, which was I went to see Black Panther. Yep. We got an advanced screening for I Feel Pretty. We did. I went to see Mamma Mia with my mom and her friend. You, I remember And that. then I had to go see The Predator <laughs> to review it on the radio. So only like one of those I really <laughs> wanted to see. <laughs> And then uh, that was it. Well, I saw a lot. My boyfriend also likes movies. I think that that is part mm-hmm. of why I go to some because it's like such an easy date night. Mm-hmm. And half the time I'm like, I have the points. We don't have to pay. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. 89% of mine was home viewing. <laughs> I, I was actually like surprised. But then I was like, oh my God, I went out for 23 films if I include the screenings. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like. Why am I not watching more movies at home? Because obviously that's where I fell down on my count. Because <laughs> if yeah. 103, I only watched 80 movies at home. That's low for me. I know that seems mm-hmm. like I'm a hermit and I'm a crazy person, but that's real low for me. I mean, I had 104 I right. watched at home. That's funny. Um, anything else that you keep track of? No. Um, last year... Uh, in terms of goals, I had said mm-hmm. that I wanted to watch more documentaries. That was a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I fucking failed on that, too. <laughs> I watched some. 
I can I... tell you that I watched two. Okay. Um, <laughs> Which is about 2%. I... Which is not great for me. <laughs> watch a lot. I watched um, Icarus off of Netflix, which is all about the Russian doping for the Olympics and stuff. Okay. And it was fucking fascinating because I didn't really understand. Cause, uh, okay. I love the Olympics. I also hate the Olympics. I understand. They're horrible. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> I still watch it all. Okay. Anyway. And the Russians got like, you know, kicked out of the Olympics because it was state-sponsored doping but that's kind of all you hear and this goes like pretty in depth into like how that whole thing worked and it was very good um i'm trying to think (laughs) i definitely i swear i watched more than one um i watched the documentary holy hell which was all about this guru and um the people that followed him and one of those because i got like i was having a couple months where I was very into like cults and like listening to a lot of podcasts. And... Was that one Wild Wild Country? Yeah, I, I did see Wild Wild Country also, but like that's kind of it. Oh, and the last one is there's the show Glow on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, I mean, watched the first episode. Some people get into it, some people don't. That's not really the point of the story, I promise. Okay. <laughs> but there is a film on Netflix. That's about the actual ladies of Glow. Uh, that would be more interesting. And I watched that one. It was interesting and kind of sad. Mm. Um, some parts were happy, but some of the women just um, were awesome. But some ended up in like with really bad like health problems because of the wrestling and stuff. Because oh. you put your body through yeah. a lot. But that was uh, it. Was yeah. So I like I don't know what that's like. Three or four. I obviously didn't do very well on my goal, so. Mm. It's sad because I like documentaries. I don't know why. I, yeah. I don't know. I guess when you sit down and you're picking something out, if I'm not thinking like, oh, hit your goal, then I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I only watched two. I watched uh, Stories We Tell, mm-hmm. which is the Sarah Polly documentary, and then Shirkers. Oh, it's I heard that Netflix. that's really good. It's really interesting. It's on Netflix. So yeah, I heard it's... It. Uh, I haven't gotten mm-hmm. there, but I've heard that it's quite interesting. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, okay, here's some more of my stats. These then. are Tish's fun stats. I keep track of the years, so I can tell you that 25% of what I watched was from 2018. That's pretty good. Which seems pretty yeah. high to me. Last year was 17% from the current year. Um... And then from 2013 to 2017 was 44%. So 70% of what I watched was within the last six years. I don't know what that means. Whatever. New movies. Okay. Written or, written and or directed by a woman. Right. This. 43%. That's really high. That's good. I know I did pretty good. Last year was. 29%. Wow, the year look at before. That. A lot of increase. The year before, in 2016, I watched the same amount of movies mm-hmm. and about the same amount new to me, but my women category was only 6%. Wow. I was like, what happened in 2016? <laughs> what the fuck was I watching? <laughs> That's anyway, good, though. Yeah, so I'm going to make my goal 50% directed and or written by women, which I think is totally doable. For sure. Um, LGBT representation, which is just totally my discretion um i had eight percent okay 
which is not a lot, but no. it's more than the last few years. That's if an increase is good and room for improvement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my, one of my goals last year was to watch more people of color on screen mm-hmm. and last year was 10% and this year was 15%. Wow. That's so good. So I achieved that goal more good than job. last year. Um, I try, but maybe not so accurate with keeping track of the country, but I just try to keep track of anything that's like not America, UK. Um, <laughs> So if I kept track of it correctly, I had 16%. <coughs> Juliana's dying. Sorry. Um, which is not that high, but also probably higher than a lot of people, and, you know, because we go to, like, the, you know, the CFI screenings, the international movies, and the Canadian stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like I said, 2% documentary. And I kept track of animation <coughs> this year, and I watched 18% animated movies. Tinkerbell and (laughs) (laughs) some of the features for the animation festival. Yep. So my goals for next year. Okay. I want to watch 150 movies. Me too. That's also I will see your goal and I match it. I think we can do it. Uh, 70% new to me. I'm the same. Which seems like I think it's a good ratio. Um, like I said, 50% Directed and or written by women. I don't think I can hit that. Um, but I'm going to aim for 35. Okay. Um, and then I want to watch 10 documentaries. Just because apparently I don't watch enough documentaries and I do <clears throat> like them. So I didn't do a percentage. I just said 10. So those, I are, can, those are my I'm going to go with that. That sounds good. Okay. <laughs> and I always... I mean... I don't, you made it like a specific goal last year, but I think we always aim to like increase LGBT and like people of color Mm -hmm. and like our intake of people that are different than us. Yeah. I feel like you don't need to make a goal for LGBT because that's just what I'm interested in watching. Yes. I like to keep track of it, but it's like, I'm going to watch as much as possible just because I want to. Same with, like, I don't keep track of, like, women on screen. Yeah. Because that's, right. like, that's 90% what of yeah. what I watch. That's not... I, well, like, I don't need to... I mean, even just, like, I saw Crazy Rich Asians, and, like, that was fun, and it was, like... Yeah. It's, like, a, it's a cute rom-com, but I was, like, I don't know. Like, it's sad that this is... I this is gonna, like, say... I don't mean it. I was gonna say it's sad, like, th- that this is such a big deal. Yeah. Because, like, this is a super cute movie, and everyone yeah. in it is brilliant, and, like... It's beautiful and it's, it's fun. It's shocking to me that it has to be such a big deal that this gets made because yeah. it should just be normal. Mm-hmm. I want it to just be like normal. Like, oh, that was a cute rom-com. Instead mm-hmm. of like, that was a cute rom-com and also we need to talk about it because like. It's empowerment you know, for Asians Right, but it, it is. And until until and, it yeah. becomes normal, we do need to like really talk about yeah. the films. I liked it so much I bought it. And I'm a proud I did of watch it. it. It was really fun. Yeah. And, like, really beautiful. And oh, it was beautiful. Also, I'd like money. I would also like money. <laughs> I mean, that much money is ridiculous. I don't need that much. Oof. I need most of that much. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that much, but I, probably, I just wouldn't spend it in the same way. Right. You know, Singapore seems nice, but, like, too expensive to even visit or something. Like, it's... Yeah. It's a city state, right? So it's like one big rich 
city island. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there anything you can think of that you're looking forward to in 2019 releases? Uh, am I looking for... I haven't really looked ahead that much. I'm also... I'm like, why didn't I have anything prepared for this? And um, I think it's because I'm not... I haven't even, like, gotten... Um, I don't have anything. <clears throat> I suppose, like... Oh, let me check maybe my list, my to-watch list. In terms of Marvel, which I know we talked mm-hmm. about how we're kind of over, but Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. I, I do love sure. Meet some Brie Larson, mm-hmm. like, in a pretty deep way. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited about that. And, like, let's be honest, Avengers Endgame, like, is going to... It's, like, the, the it. final cha- piece of this... Mm-hmm. Of this, of this at least, expanse of the MCU. And I know that they're going to continue on and stuff, but, um, so I guess, like, those are my two obvious ones. Um, Go Back to China is a movie that's going to be at South by Southwest, I think okay. it's premiering. It's about, it's by, uh, I hope I remember her name, Emily Ting, who did It's Already Tomorrow in Hong Kong, which is, like, Ooh. one of my favorite yeah, movies. Yeah, it's good. Um, and it's about, uh, like Asian American girl who's like super spoiled. So her dad sends her to China to like work in their family toy business factory. And it stars Anna Kana, who's like a YouTuber and a million other things, filmmaker. Um, so that's kind of how I knew about it. But then also the filmmaker's like, oh fuck, I love her last movie. So that's one that I have down for 2019 Mm. on my to watch list um i'm excited for us which is um jordan peele's next movie comes out this year so i'm looking forward to that Uh, i don't have all the uh years next to all my movies on my to watch list (laughs) but i feel like some of them aren't out yet fuck there's another one that's gonna be at south by southwest oh there's like a documentary called romantic comedy i think that's what it's called it's a documentary about like romantic comedies and why we love it so much and stuff like that and it's premiering at south by southwest i have written down oh my god white like snow blanche comme neige a french movie i guess for 2019 but i don't remember exactly what it is except it must be about fairy tales so i want to see it well, looking up 2019. Yeah, I am. And there's a movie called The Rosie Project that is starring Rumored and is opening on Rumored. Everything is rumored about this and there's no information. <laughs> but it's based on the book The Rosie Project, which I quite enjoyed when I read it. So that's why I got kind of excited. Okay. Plus, I have Ryan Reynolds' name next to it. So, like... Mm. Um, I But, like, I... They apparently don't even... I don't even know if they know it's been made, so... Um, We'll see. Yeah, I don't really have any, like... I haven't been, like... I just haven't seen a lot, so... Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm still seeing... I haven't been watching a lot of trailers. Movies, because... It's tricky. Sometimes things get, like, technically their year on... Their release date year would be, like, 2017, but... That was just, like, one festival, so, like, I couldn't have seen it in 2017, so a couple of them I put 2018, because they were released, like, in theatrically or, like, in Canada or, like, somewhere I could watch in 2018. Yeah. I mean, there's big movies. Like, the second It movie is coming out. Um, I really liked the first one. I thought they did a good job with it. 
Star Wars. Like, I mean, there's... there's well, yeah, it's, like, the next... <laughs> there's those big movies that the like, next, yeah, like, I'll chapter. So it's, like, I'll probably see that, but I'm not... I'm not even that, like, excited about it. Plus, it's hard to also be, like, excited about movies in, like, that are coming out in November or December. Yeah. I'm um, gonna scroll through IMDb coming soon. Yeah. I just... So, I mean, like, those are... The uh, Us is... I had forgotten about, but when I saw it, that is one that I'm... I saw the trailer for it, and the trailer is terrifying. Me so much that I was like, "No, nope, can't do." That. I like horror movies. I've actually gotten more into them in the last couple of years too. I've been um, watching more. Oh my god, I'm seeing nothing I want to see. Do you want to see Dumbo? Not really. I really don't. <laughs> Shazam. Like a the superhero yeah no I'm no that's why i was saying i scrolled through 65 movies and i came up with telling you about like three so uh yeah. it's not a lot but as oh, always like new... i'll oh. end up going to some cfi stuff i'm sure and mm-hmm. like i always see stuff i love there so i'm hopeful somewhere i will find and mm-hmm. um i you Oops. know what maybe another goal of mine this year is to take more advantage of the smaller cinemas we have in this city and go to like the Bytown or the Mayfair more and see some independent mm-hmm. stuff because, or just some smaller budget stuff that you just don't get the same access to mm-hmm. at the Cineplex because yeah. I think that'd be good. Uh, I, just, I don't want to see any of these major nothing movies. Is, just a Shaft movie? Is, nothing is exciting me in cinemas and I'm like, ugh. God. They're all sequels and franchises. I'm over it. It's brutal. Whatever. But you're right. We'll see some awesome movies at like CFI stuff this year. Yeah. Again. It just um, means I have to I'm work making harder. A, I'm trying to make a point of getting um, Tom to like share screeners with me mm-hmm. so I can actually see the movies that we're going to show. Yeah, that's good. Um, so hopefully I'll see some good stuff. I, uh, Not just work, but see it. When I look through that list, it just means that I'm going to have to work harder to seek out the fil- the types of films that I want to see. Because mm-hmm. they're being made. Mm-hmm. Work harder. <laughs> Watching movies is a job, It's a guys. job. It's hard work. Yeah. Gotta do it right. Alright. Alright, that's 2018. 2018. Done. That's what we watched. Finished. You can email us at in the movies podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Tell us the amazing movies from 2018 that we haven't seen and we need to get off our butts and see. Mm-hmm. Or the, your favorite movies from 2018 or movies you want us to do on the podcast, I guess. You could do that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll take suggestions. <laughs> um, you can also tell us all that stuff on Twitter or Instagram at In The Movies Pod. And <laughs> like I said, I'll put the links on the blog post for like some of those reports yeah. and stuff. They're interesting, guys. Go read them. It's mm-hmm. disheartening, maybe a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, we're not going to, like, list our movies. No. And we're not on Letterboxd, I feel like we should be. Well, but also maybe I don't that's care. something. I'll keep for... my own list. Letterboxd, everyone just, like, reviews everything. Yeah. I don't review everything. No. I don't want to review everything. I don't want to give everything stars. You know? <laughs> we Yeah, well, we struggle with that on our... We're like, yeah. uh, it's I good. liked it or yeah. I didn't. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. All right. There's that stuff. Um, So thanks for listening in 2018. And let's hope we all have a great 2019. At least in movies. Yeah. Bye. Bye.